Hi, this is Dr. Andy Aldrin. I am the director of the ISU Center for Space Entrepreneurship. I am Jason Aspiotis, founder and CEO of Finsophy. Hi, my name is Erdjan van der Veen. Uh, I'm head of strategy and managing director for OGB Venture Capital. And I listen to the Cold Star Project. And I listen to the Cold Star Project. And I listen to the Cold Star Project. There's this gap in industry knowledge and understanding of what the industry really is. It's held by insiders like yourself and, and that kind of stuff. You spend years or decades in this industry, you start to understand what's going on. But we envision bringing a lot of net new investors and net new space investors. And there needs to be a way to get caught up on what this industry is pretty quickly. And as a result of building that, that's where we came across and started pulling all these companies together. There's some of them may raise in our platform, some that may be way beyond our platform, some that may be too early. And we started creating this cool little data set and that's where uh, our, you know, our data set of space-based came about, right? We, we need to be able to understand the industry ourselves to be able to figure out what's, what's a good opportunity for our platform and our investors. We also feel like our investors should be able to come in and just have a good knowledge of, of space within five minutes, You know, have learned a lot more about space than they would have left to their own devices. Time for another episode of the Cold Star Project, the podcast about space companies, the unexpected challenges of growing companies and all sorts of wonderful things. I'm here with Aaron Burnett. He is co-founder of Space Ventures. You may have a recollection that we had somebody on about Space Ventures before, and that was Brent Arsenault. And they are co-founders. And we've gotten to a point now where Space Ventures is out in the wild before it was in its uh, infancy and not quite released into the, the wild. But now Aaron tells me there's some cool data set stuff going on. We're going to dig into that. But I, I wanted you on, Aaron, because that shift has been made. And I personally have had a lot more experience with the commercial space field and, and investing. I mean, this is season three of the Cold Star Project, all about investing in the space field, right? Venture capitalists and, and folks like Dylan Taylor at Voyager, uh, who has a slightly different model going out and investing in space companies and you guys fit right in there. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us, Jason. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of different investing models out there. Mm -hmm. And Dylan's uh, a friend of, of Space Ventures and mm -hmm. he's, um, we, we love what he's doing. I think there's room for everyone to make things happen and we just need to get this thing funded. It's the way I, the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> the slogan we just need to, need to get this thing funded so exactly right? let's begin with this then i'd love to hear in your words the value you are bringing to the space community with spaced ventures yeah so you know i i come from the space geek side you know self-proclaimed space geek uh and have always been uh falcon heavy launches and things like that really woke me up to it and i wanted to get involved uh, I always have worked with startups, so it's natural to go into the startup side of things and start talking with founders and things like that. And very quickly, it became evident there's this huge seed funding gap uh, that exists, very early stage funding gap for, for space companies. There's a lot of you know mechanisms that make that happen, uh, intricacies, nuances. The, the reality is, is that space is difficult, space is asset heavy, um, and unlike a, a, a software company, that may be able to get a, a decent product out there for $50,000, maybe a little bit more with all the legal fees or what have you, um, that there's nothing like that for space very, very rarely. Um, and so they just need a lot more, a lot sooner. And you start spending a lot, you know, a lot of money from day one. Uh, and so, 
that's what we found. There's just not enough people willing to take that risk, that amount of risk that early. And so what we're really trying to solve is this seed funding gap, because at the end of the day, we feel that innovation is being halted as a result. You have all these people with great ideas that are kind of trying to figure out how to get their thing funded. Um, and then the only ones that are really making it are kind of having to you know, jump between sippers or something like that. And, you know, they're always taking a detour. So we want to get the, you know, the, the founders with the most innovative ideas funded. Okay. So very cool. Um, and I know, I mean, we'll hear from every venture capitalist who has been on this show <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah. You got to have a customer and let's get going and where's the revenue and that kind of thing. And then we'll be willing to, uh, to, to fund you. Whereas you're, encountering that startup at a much earlier phase and, and pre-revenue yeah. pre pre-target market definition maybe um so how has your platform overcome that problem of hey there's no money coming in guaranteed for sure who yeah. is willing to take a risk here and how have you structured that it, it, well, it's actually a very similar risk to most seed seed investment. Uh, the the difference between space and others is that you know that seed investment's a little bit lower number often. So when you're investing in seed, you're investing a lot of times in the team. Uh, the product may or may not 100% be there, but it's basically the team in the market you're really investing in. And so that's what we look for. Someone that's got a very well-developed business plan and go-to-market strategy with the technology that may or may, may, or may not be 100% ready to go, um, but is really got a team that we can trust to, to make those steps and the pivots necessary. Um, and the way that we accomplish that is, is through crowdfunding. So at the end of the day, everything about investment is managing risks, right? You're trying to figure out, I'm giving a million dollars, what's the chance I lose all of that? And there's always a good chance as an investor, a pretty good chance you're losing a substantial portion, if not all of your money. Now, the best way to kind of mitigate that is to spread, instead of one person with a million dollar risk, to spread that risk out amongst a lot more folks, right? Uh, a lot more people involved, everyone with a hundred dollar risk, you know, it's it, it's easier if, if you're risking a hundred dollars. It's not, you know, you don't want to throw a hundred bucks away, uh, but it's not going to change your life, let's say, if you did that. So that's where, you know, we are looking for investors and we have investors already signed up to to be those first investors that want to take that risk, want to be a part of the space ecosystem, willing to take the kind of the home run shot. Um, and if they do get that, you know, big win, then they're, you know, one of the first investors in a company, great odds, uh, you know, well, great odds in the sense that, you know, for the, the risk you're putting out there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the way we mitigate that is by just spreading out the risk amongst a larger group of audience. Okay. So space enthusiasts, instead of going to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and spending $200 on a dinner, uh, for, for a pair of people will come and put their money in here. What are they getting in return? Are they getting shares of that company or how is that structured? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's true equity. Now there's a little bit of wiggle room in exactly what the security is, but it's a true SEC recognized security. So, you know, it, it, sometimes it depends on, well, it's when the next funding happens, they may convert at that point, or they may convert into some kind of security uh, when they sell out and they you know become an IPO or something, right? Uh, but it's, a, it's an actual security. You come away with basically a document that says I own, you know, X percentage or what have you uh, of, of this company. Uh, so unlike, so there was a problem with crowdfunding back in the day, when, I, when you think of Kickstarter and the Oculus Rift story, right, where <laughs> they invested and then a few years later, they're a billion dollar company and those folks that maybe they got a free, maybe they paid for an Oculus Rift ahead of time, but they, they were the ones who really gave them that first bump. And so since then, that's where the regulation crowdfunding industry has been trying to, 
you know, give those first supporters their the benefit of you know, when there is a billion dollar company comes out of it, they'll they'll make some money off of it. Okay. Now I heard you say a word. <laughs> And that word was pivot <laughs> not too yeah. long ago. And so that yeah. made me jump because I, I was like, oh, all right. So I'm a guy and I'm investing a, a little bit of my hard-earned money into this company here uh, because I like the people and maybe I like the idea. In that. And so you're saying that the investors had better be ready for this thing to change a little bit and not be quite what you started off with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. So most of your most of your VCs, right? They're mm -hmm. they're looking for basically a, a guaranteed plan to say, okay, we're just going to scale up whatever mm -hmm. you're making money with. So you already have your product, you're you're perfect, ready to go. Um, seed investors. So what we're investing in, right? We need to be willing to say, may take a few shots at this to figure out exactly how to solve this problem. We know there's a problem. We believe we have the solution. If not, we have a second and third solution that we may be able to jump on. Okay. The platform is in its infancy. So, you know, let's take these, you know, answers with a grain of salt here. I'm just trying to kind of shine a light around it and get an idea. So folks are coming in. What what money levels are we talking about here in terms of seed round funding? What What's kind of the minimum that you would tell a company who comes to you saying, hey, I'd like to be part of the platform to expect? Well, you know, so the Reg CF industry is, is a growing industry right now. It's um, it's it's interesting and exciting. And actually, you look you look over in the UK, and they're like years ahead of us. It's kind of crazy, um, as far as the way they've been able to kind of reduce limitations and things like that, which is not normal when you think of the US being kind of like <laughs> a little bit freer around limitations and investing in and th things like that. But you know, this is a growing industry now. Over the last several years, most of the companies that raise are needing a lot less cash. So they average somewhere in like the 200,000 to $300,000 range. And what the SEC is now basically allowing uh, companies in Reg CF to do is raise up to 5 million. And so as a result of 5 million, you would expect those numbers to increase. It's hard to know exactly what that average is going to be. What we want to do is, you know, for us, we want to see companies raise relatively regularly over a million uh, to be able to really, you know, capitalize or leverage, you know, that money to be able to raise with other investors as well. And that's what's nice about Reg CF. There's, there's, it's not a one or the other option. It's not a complete disruptor. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of money needed to make these things happen. Uh, we need to bring all of the tools at our disposal to be able to make that happen rather than, you know, limiting one or the other. So someone can raise with a Reg CF as well as, you know, do our normal kind of Reg D, which is your normal standard raise um, with investors as well. Okay. A guy like Michael Mealing at Starbridge is going to say, hey, I want you to look down the road two or three investment rounds and show me that that money is out there, right? That, that there is a path to further yeah. rounds of, of uh, investment and hopefully an exit, right? What do you yeah. do, if anything, to help through the platform, um, these company owners and founders who are coming to you prepare for that? Yeah. So, you know, you know, we have a couple of things. One is, you know, there's, there's a screening process. So we need to protect our investors as much as we, you know, help the, the companies on the other side. Um, and so there's a screening process. If you're just not ready, we want to pair you with, you know, there, there's cool accelerators and incubators out there that can really help you plan your business strategy, go to markets and all that. Um, but also on the back end. So what we have, in addition to our folks that are screening uh, deals. We have those folks that are still available to companies to be able to, you know, connect them with business development opportunities. Um, we're 
the, the term still up in the air we're calling right now our, our portfolio team that allows to you know actually help and has connections with you know big wigs at NASA or you know business strategy at the large primes that kind of thing or corporate America to be able to say hey you know yeah, I can help you with business uh, you know development I can help you with X Y or Z so you know it's we actually, and just to you know, explain our business model a little bit, we get we own a piece of the company. Every company comes to our platform. We get some cash. We get some actual equity in the company, the same as all the investors have. So we're very aligned with what the investors, you know, want. And so we want to give them the best chance to succeed ultimately. And we actually anticipate that most successful companies that come to our platform raise a sizable amount of money and have some level of success. They're almost guaranteed to need more money. Um, so we have partnerships with VCs uh, like Starbridge and things like that to say, hey, you know, we need to take you from, you know, seed funding that you got from the crowd, which is awesome. Uh, and now you're able to go to the next step with a VC, you know, fill in the blank, you know, space VC or maybe just larger VC as well, that they're going to be able to take you to the next, you know, your series A round and get you 10, 20 million or whatever that is. <laughs> which is a lot in the space realm right now of VC yeah. funding. Okay. Yeah. It's not like out there in the rest of the world where a hundred million dollars is still chump change, right? We're not, we're not quite ready for that here. So tell me about yeah. what the process of an experience of building this platform was like, uh, you know, where, how did yeah. you get it programmed and who, who fiddled around with that? Yeah. And were there any <laughs> setbacks, that sort of thing? Yeah. So, you know, in the process of building, you know, we're still building our investment portal itself. There's a FINRA regulation process we have to go through. It's, it's relatively straightforward. There are plenty of others that have done it. We're not pioneering that by any, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but what we also found was there's this, uh, you know, there's this gap in industry knowledge and understanding of what the industry really is. Um, you know, it's, it's held by insiders like yourself and, and that kind of stuff. You spend years or decades in this industry, you start to understand what's going on. Um, but we envision bringing a lot of net new investors and net new space investors, and there needs to be uh, a way to get caught up on what this industry is pretty quickly. And as a result of building that, that's where we came across, we started pulling all these companies together. There's some of them that may raise in our platform, some that may be way beyond our platform, some that may be too early. And we started creating this cool little data set and that's where uh, our, you know, our data set of space-based came about, right? We, we need to be able to understand the industry ourselves to be able to, you know, uh, figure out what's, what's a good opportunity for our platform and our investors. We also feel like our investors should be able to come in and just have a good knowledge of, of space within five minutes, you know, be, have learned a lot more about space than they would have, you know, left to their own devices. Well, that is impressive because I host a show <laughs> people yeah. in the industry and I have no idea yeah. how I would structure a piece of information to, to get them that much yeah. information that quickly. Um, wow. It's, really it's, have to yeah, it's not a, well, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, there's obviously going to be holes. There always is. You can never see the entire story. Um, but that was one of the things we want to do. We want to create something that's very robust. Um, and, and part of building the actual application, you start to play around with things. You start to do visuals. You start to look at that and you're like, well, this, this seems kind of obvious and that sort of thing. But really the hard part was categorizing the data. So we went through and tagged every single one of our, we have over, uh, we have 1500 companies in our list and we'll be adding more all the time. Uh, we went through and tagged every single one with what we call revenue generating activities, right? And to try and figure out where they would fit in a market map. And 
it, you know, we're trying to build a bottom-up approach that, that can be quite flexible and grow with the industry because it is growing um, rather than trying to assign a certain, well, we think this is the way the industry is. It has to be this. We want to be flexible and, and grow. But part of that process is just like, okay, start, you know, patterns start to emerge and you start to see groupings of companies and kind of markets that develop. And that's where you know, our, our, our um, market map came from that's on mm -hmm. our, that's on our space space. Right. This is the big logo heavy sort of layout thing. Okay. Yeah. That I, well, we have a new one. We do have a new one coming out. We Good. do have a new one coming okay. out. That's a lot more comprehensive, uh, but I'm actually referring to the, just actually yeah. the relatively small one on our, mm -hmm. on our data set online and that you can click through and, mm -hmm. you know, look at those sorts of things. That, okay. It was, it, that was a challenge. I mean, just trying mm -hmm. to figure out what's a, you know, what is a space company? Is it just SpaceX rockets? Mm -hmm. No, it's a lot bigger than that. And you try to understand all the applications around it. Um, and there's still room to figure all that stuff out, but you know, we're, we're, we're making strides and trying to get better every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I imagine there's whole categories of businesses that haven't even appeared yet. Uh, that will, and we'll be like, oh, <laughs> what kind of technology are you using for the platform? Is it all custom coded or are you using an LMS somewhere or a database or? Yeah, we're just, uh, well, we're, we're building on our own tech stack, a well-known kind of FinTech tech stack uh, of, of Rails and, you know, mm -hmm. um, React and that's what we're building. It's all customized though. So, well, it's pretty well-known in the, in the FinTech industry. A lot of the big regs, they have portals use that. So it just makes sense to kind of stay standard. Okay. Have there been any big surprises on this route of, of launching this thing where you're like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't realize they'd be using it that way, or we've got to change that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there's a couple of them. One was just the fact that the, the fact that the information, you kind of know that's always value in education, generally speaking, but the mm -hmm. fact that the information was so highly sought after, and mm -hmm. we're having conversations with, you know, some of the leading VCs that we've already mentioned, um, you know, they cling to this idea of the data set. Uh, they want to know the data set. They need more information um, because the, the, you know, the pitch books or the crunch bases of the world, they have great data sets, but they're not really focused on space, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a huge kind of information gap there. We just, we knew kind of that going in, so we had to go through it, but we also didn't realize just how big that was and how, you know, uh, a big of a problem it was. And so that was one huge learning for us is we need to figure out a way to close that gap. And then, you know, in general, it's just, <laughs> I'm surprised the number of people that are coming onto the space, space space every day to, to, to mm -hmm. do stuff. Uh, we have a lot of business development in, in, you know, space startups. They're looking to find their other customers, right? So it's just a list of space companies. Oh, they have this, they have seed funding and, you know, they may fit because they're in this kind mm -hmm. of market. I, we weren't anticipating, we thought it could happen, but we weren't really anticipating it to be used that much mm -hmm. right off the bat. We had always thought of it as more of an investor, um, as, uh, you know, use case, but, there's clearly use cases beyond that. Hmm. This is just a question that struck me right now. What would you say the difference is between the data set that you're building and uh, new space hubs where they, yeah. they are getting used for the same thing? And I know I get prospected every day by people that come through that yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, we love new space. I love what John Tucker is doing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's an awesome data set. Really what we're focused on long-term is strictly the ability for a, a, a quick understanding from a public you know, investor's perspective. At the end of the day, I want to be able to come in and understand things very quickly and be able to get a sense and maybe be able to drill down to the individual companies. Um, but yeah, total uh, love what uh, New Space Hub is doing. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of John Tucker and that team. Um, I envision there's you know rooms to work together, uh, a lot of room to work together to really create like a better understanding of what's going on in the industry. 
Yeah, very, very cool. All right, well, let's, let's I guess, dig into a little bit about what it's like from the user's perspective, either side. Um, how do they find you? What do they do? Do they log in and create a login? And then they're starting yep. to get fed this information. Uh, like, how does that work, that interaction? Yeah, so, you know, right now, SpaceBase is 100% public. You don't even have to sign up to uh, have a user account. So you can go in and at your leisure and, and play around and find companies. And we're trying to build in more data every day. Right now, it's very, you know, as simple as possible. A company logo, a link to their site, and a quick description of what they do. We're adding more information as we go, you know, founders and things like that. Um, but yeah, you can go in and use it as, as you will and for what you will. Um, we don't have any way to like export that information yet. Um, but that could be coming. So, you know, who knows uh, if you want to build your own little list of whatever it is you're doing. You know, uh, within the next few months, we're planning on having actual user accounts that allow you to follow companies and upvote uh, companies and things like that. Because we really long-term want to have a crowdsource aspect to this mm -hmm. where it's, you know, being able to actually get as much information from many people as possible because it's impossible to know everything that's going on, even though it's a little bit easier because it's a sub-segment, you know, of industry in general. It still is a growing <laughs> industry that's incredibly you know, growing incredibly fast, it's hard to keep track of. So we just need to be able to, you know, be as scalable as possible with that mm -hmm. aspect too. But if you want to come in, um, you know, we do have an early access button that we'll be having once, uh, or we have it already, but it'll go live when you, when investments are live, mm -hmm. um, which we're targeting for Q1 to be able to go in and, you know, find investments. You go look through a list of companies that are doing actual offerings. You click in there, you review the company pitch, watch a little video, right. And you click the invest now button. Uh, when you're ready and then the, the, the payment information all that stuff follows mm -hmm. okay how will you be accepting payment will it be from payment processors yeah PayPal or, yeah uh bank accounts as as, as, as many as many options as okay. possible okay. there will probably be you know there, there's always some business considerations when you're trying to yeah. figure out what payment processors and costs and all that stuff we want to you know I'll, at the end of the day the goal here is to create accessibility for mm -hmm. you know the general space geek, the general space enthusiast to be able to come in and, and be, be a part of the space industry. So we don't want to have any kind of barriers. I imagine there'll be some that we're trying to continually just eliminate as we go. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, basically anything, uh, generally you start with like an ACH option and, mm -hmm. and expand into credit cards and things like that down the road. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your responsibility, but <laughs> investing yeah. by credit card, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. As a former credit manager. Thing, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. I guess you've mentioned a few things that have stood out to me as far as culture goes. I'm a big culture guy. I really believe in the value of deliberately creating culture. It's uh, here I'm I'm hearing things like speed, accessibility, um, uh, you know, teaching that sort of thing, informative uh, content. What 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 other things about the culture that you're working on here would you like to sort of present to the world as like we stand for these things? You know, I, yeah, probably those things came out because that's really what we're yeah. <laughs> what we're focused on, right? Is is accessibility, speed, and usability come mm -hmm. into this aspect of accessibility? Um, but the whole, I mean, this whole thing, the genesis was me feeling like I want to be a part of the industry and I wanted to invest in, mm. you know, the SpaceX's or the future SpaceX's and all that stuff. Right. Um, and that's where this all came from. So, you know, maybe it's just that kind of mentality. Uh, you know, we, we want to bring together everyone that has a future vision uh, of humanity in space and on the moon and Mars and all that stuff to be able to make that actually happen. Um, and so, 
generally speaking, all the folks that are working on our product are, are just massive space geeks. <laughs> and we all have a, an aligned vision that's way bigger than what we're actually doing. I mean, what are we, we can't actually guarantee there's gonna be a colony on Mars. We wanna do everything we can to make sure that does happen in our lifetimes. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's not just uh, creating this funding source, it's also the idea of being able to fuel, creating a vehicle to fuel these, these dreams, right? Um, which are yeah, closer to reality every day. If, if I'm a founder and I approach you guys today, how long will that process take until we're able to get a page up on the website with our pitch and all that stuff and be able to accept funding? Yeah, so there's there's kind of two answers. Once we're once we're live in Q1, uh, it, the standardized sort of time frame we're shooting for is about six weeks. So there's a form C. It's an SEC requirement you have to go through. So you can't just like you could fill that out overnight, I guess. But it's the type of thing you probably shouldn't uh, just fill out quickly and not double check. Um, so that's the sort of thing you know back and forth. There are there, you're probably there are going to be some compliance folks and lawyers involved. Uh, we should always be extra lawyers involved on your end because at the end of the day, if you're a founder, you're trying to raise. Uh, you are putting a, an offering out there. It's mm -hmm. between you and the public and the SEC is looking at you right as as the person making that offering. So there needs to be that. Um, and we also have, uh, so part of that six week is not just the form C, but you're doing other things. You're building your pitch and you're also at the very beginning, you're going through an application process with us. So we have, you know, industry space insiders that are, you know, reviewing things because at the end of the day, I cannot, I cannot really claim to understand all the technology. Uh, Brant and I can't really claim to understand the technology. Someone could pitch us a, you know, an anti-gravity device that in theory, we could let slip through the cracks because we don't know how to, you know, you know, call mm -hmm. BS on it, right? Mm -hmm. So in that scenario, we have folks that can help us with that, that do due diligence alongside of us that have dozens or, <laughs> you know, tens of decades of experience in space uh, that help us with the technology as well as the actual um, business angle and venture and background, that kind of thing as well. Okay. So about six weeks to be able to get the offer up there. And then yep. are you running it like Kickstarter where there's a minimum threshold and a sort of a delivery drop dead date yeah. uh, where they have to raise it or everybody gets refunded kind of thing? Yeah, so that is technically um, figured out by the company. We, what we would suggest mm -hmm. though is to keep that relatively small. So unlike um, Kickstarter where a lot of times there's actually like an economy of scale that has to be hit in order to actually mm -hmm. you know supply products or what have you. And these, these are investments. so. After a certain number of costs are covered, what you'll see is like you're actually getting an investor and you're actually, you know, you're giving out equity and you can actually start mm -hmm. using that on a rolling basis. Generally speaking, they close on a monthly basis. So I see. Um, we, we tend to say you should have some relatively small, um, you know, number. Generally, that falls between if you look at what's out there in the industry between as low as 15, you know, maybe like 50,000. It'll probably fall in there. We would we would encourage that rather than you know, setting a million dollar bar. And if you got 750, then, mm -hmm. you know, no, everyone's sitting there waiting for it to convert and it never <laughs> right. does. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. All right. Well, Aaron, have we missed anything that you would like to mention or have we covered everything? I, you know, not anything off the top of my head. Uh, you know, just, uh, I do think that, you know, we'd love to have as many folks as possible that are interested. Mm -hmm. So we are, you know, we have a get, get early access button on our site. So if people come in and they are interested at some point in investing, it's no guarantee, you know, you're, you're just, you know, showing your interest that helps us mm -hmm. to gauge the level of interest and be able to continue to promote to our uh, founders and things like that. 
Cool. So the best place for people who are interested on either the, the buying or the selling side, the investing or the, yeah. the collecting side is to go to that website. I'll link to it in yeah. the description below and, and sign up. Very cool. Yeah. The, uh, the big get, the big get early access button, that's more for the investors. And then, um, you know, uh, founders, you, uh, several, we have, we have, uh, several dozen founders who've already found the link that's kind of at the bottom of the page hmm. to raise, or there's another page called raise that you'd be able to go apply. Uh, and really we're collecting all that information and preparing for our launch and, you know, founders can expect to hear from us uh, over the next few months. Excellent. Excellent. Well, my guest has been Aaron Burnett, co-founder of Spaced Ventures with his buddy, Brent Arsenault. I'll link to that interview uh, as well in the description below. Thanks for doing this. Hey, I appreciate the time, Jason. It's been fun. You bet. Hey, this is Jason Canigan, the host of the program. Thanks a lot for listening to the Cold Star Project. If you want me to send you new episodes of the Cold Star Project so that you don't have to go hunting around for them or watching YouTube or anything like that, go to this page coldstartech.com slash msb that's short for make space boring which is what we're all about and uh, drop in your email address there and i will be able to do that for you make space boring is another little show that i run it's a shorter format quick interviews and uh, news of the day and sometimes an update of who i'm meeting and what i'm learning in the space field it's on the same cold star tech channel speaking of which on the youtube channel i can do something i cannot do on the audio only version which is add playlists and so there may be topic area playlists on the youtube channel that you would be interested in digging into and going down the rabbit hole and learning uh, more about. For example, space law and policy, space situational awareness, the lunar mining and construction and fun stuff like that. So go check that out. Uh, that is at coldstartech.com play. That's the short link to get there. Anyway, thanks.